Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on The Daily Family. Happy Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving week if you are here in the States and that is something that you celebrate. I'm so excited about this episode today because I am interviewing a very exciting guest. His name is Nick Thompson. You might know him from season two of Love is Blind on Netflix. He um, is so much more than that though. Nick This conversation is all about like how we stick true to ourselves during times of like turbulence or pressure or just like through big life changes. Like how do you stay true to yourself? And that is something that Nick knows very well, obviously going from being average Nick born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago, storyteller, marketing and finance guy to like full-fledged reality television star. So this conversation is really, really awesome. And I just really enjoyed talking to him just about all the things. Um, Nick has this really beautiful goal to change the world through storytelling. And he recharges his audience. He has his own podcast, Conversations with Nick Thompson. And in that, he talks about all different topics. So like topics that are sometimes a little bit controversial, topics that he wants to know more about. He brings on experts and he talks about it. And like, that's kind of what this conversation felt like to me. It felt like we were able to just talk about things that a lot of people may not talk about. And I just think it was a really powerful conversation. He uh, is really unapologetically himself, and he's also continuously trying to learn new information and share that with the world. So this conversation you're going to really love, and um, I hope that it impacts you in some way. Before we get into that, I want to share with you um, my two courses that are coming up very quickly. Number one is Selling Fiercely. You know, if you're the type of person who is selling your offers and you put hit, you hit like the button to make your offer go live and then you're checking 45 times to make sure that people are buying it or if you're constantly scrolling your Instagram or checking your your stories every day or checking your Instagram every day to make sure to see if people have like, you know, interacted with you selling fiercely is for you because what I'm going to teach you how to do is sell in a way that's really confident and sell in a way that makes you feel really good and also makes you someone that people are excited to pay. So in this course, we're going to go through three different modules, three different training days. Number one is how to build your offers. Number two is how to sell your offers. And number three is how to scale your offers. And within all of that, I'm going to teach you about attraction marketing. I'm going to teach you how to sell from a full body yes I'm also just going to give you some tools so that, you know, you you can put your stuff out and like know that it's the shit. Like that's my goal for you with Selling Fiercely. So it's three days. It's live on Zoom. Um, if, it's, if you can't make it live, you will get the recording. So don't worry about that. That's happening November 28th, 29th, and 30th. And then all month of December, I am um, hosting a group training program called Intuition Authority Power, which is all about 
human design. It's human design for entrepreneurs. So if you're an entrepreneur and you are looking to build a business from your intuition, if you are looking to use your intuitive skill and you're looking to use, you know, your your different energetic centers to build your business in a way that feels aligned to you, then Intuition Authority Power is for you. And it's four weeks. There's um, a Facebook group that you're going to get added to where you'll have community in there. There's a bunch of different activation calls. We have a cord cutting meditation as well. This course is going to be I'm I'm so excited about this course because I really do believe that this is like the work of my lifetime. Um, I, I there's nothing I enjoy teaching more than than human design, and so I'm really excited to share it with you. I'm really excited for you to be in there, and I hope that if you're not already in there, that you click the link in our show notes to get into that course, or you know, get into um, selling fiercely, whatever's calling to you there's still space for anyone who wants to join. So click the link in our show notes. I'm so excited. One little tip I had for you today, kind of like a content tip Tuesday, we'll call it. I I don't think that we should be posting the saying to your audience, what do you want to see more of? What would you like to see more of on this page? I see that a lot. And I used to do that. So here, here, listen in because I I used to do this and now I don't and I'm going to tell you why and I'm going to tell you why really quickly so we can get into this interview with Nick. But the reason why I don't do that anymore is because what that does is it makes it look to your audience like you are not in control of your business or in control of your content, right? Like your business is your business. What you put out into the world is your choice. And if you're putting content out that is quote, what your audience wants to see from you, then you're not building a business for you anymore. You're building a business for other people. And that is not going to feel good in the long run. It's going to drain you. You're going to feel exhausted. So that's one part of it. Number two is if you're looking for clients who are self-led, right? Like let's say you're a coach. Let's say, you know, you run any, whatever type of business you, you run, you, you want clients that like, are self-led. You want clients that are confident. You want clients that are willing to do the work that whatever work that you're going to have them do, you want clients like that. So if you're putting the energy out of like, oh, what do you need from me? What do you want to see from me? Then that's the energy you're going to get back. You're going to get needy. You're going to get clients that need you to hold their hand the whole time. And that's not going to feel good. So my advice to you is to own your content. Like, look into your soul, into your intuition. And this is another reason to join Intuition Authority Power. Because if you're constantly like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what people want to see. I don't know how to build my business. Then you're not using your intuition. And if you're not using your intuition, then you're probably not tapped into your human design. So this is why I say join this course, because you should be able to tap into your human design, into your intuition and be like, this is what I want to post today. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't resonate with everyone. It doesn't matter if I lose followers over it because I know what I'm here to say and I know what I'm here to do. And that's what your content should portray every single time. So I don't think we should be asking the question, what do you want to see from me? What do you want to see more on this page? Because you're you're giving away your power and your content is your power. Your content is such a vital piece to how you grow your business. So something to think about. All right. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation I had with the Nick Thompson from season two of Love is Blind. All right. On The Daily Family, we got a really fun guest today. This is Nick Thompson. You might know him from season two of 
of love is blind. Every time I say that, I want to reverse the is and the of. Like it's a really hard sentence to say just like that. <laughs> anyway, I'm really glad you're here. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me come on. Yeah, you've been through uh, quite a whirlwind in the last few years of your life, and that's a lot <laughs> of shifting and changing. And I want I want everyone to kind of hear like who you are, where you come from, all the things. But then also like what we're talking about today is, which I think everyone can relate to, is how do you stay true to yourself during you know huge huge transitions in your life, huge things that happen, and then like how do you create from those moments? So we're gonna get into all that, but tell us. Who is Nick Thompson? Where's Nick Thompson at in the world? What's Nick Thompson up to? <laughs> so who is Nick Thompson is a, is a, actually a domain that I used to own. So <laughs> it's a question that I think about all the time. Um, so, so I, uh, you know, a lot of people may know me from love is blind, uh, as you mentioned, but, um, that's, you know, I, I like to joke and say, that's one of the 5,000 things you should know about me. Um, I currently am, a uh, launched a podcast that I'm focused on the things that kind of matter to me in this world, which is mental health, self-care, um, news and politics, but really like being able to foster open conversations about these things because we have a lot of stigmas and we have a lot of divides mm. in the world and a lot of judgment. And I think mm. the you know the real passion of mine is always bringing people together and realizing that we're all human beings. So, um, you know, being able to foster that kind of conversation is, um, you know, soothes my soul a little bit. I will be open and transparent. Um, I recently was laid off from my marketing tech job. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of marketing consulting on the side right now. If anyone out there needs that, reach out to me. Um, and then, um, you know, personally, I'm a, a kid that grew up in the suburbs of Chicago in a working class family. And I went to um, you know, grew up with uh, a Catholic family and went to a Catholic school and um, surviving through all of that and all the transitions of, of you know, becoming a kid and or mm. growing up from being a kid and suburbs of Chicago. And now I currently live in Chicago. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put my my best foot forward and be the best version of myself that I can. I love that you said, uh, I really like talking about like, you know, we're all human beings because that's like mm -hmm. something that we talk about a lot on this show. Like it's that human being versus like human doing. And I think it's so easy for us to get into these routines and these like, you know, to follow along with the boxes that people have put us in. And I heard a quote uh, a few weeks ago from a healer that I work with. I'm in Austin, Texas. And so I heard a, a quote from a healer and he was like, you know, it's to lose your ego is to lose your personality and to drop the personality. And I was like, whoa, shit. Okay. Okay. Like wow. basically like all everybody in your life, including yourself is going to put this like a, t a personality to you. And that stigma that you talk about, right? Like it follows you. And so at what point when you realize that like maybe the stigma that you're living or like you kind of have this moment where you're like, actually, this isn't who I am. And actually I don't want to be like this anymore. Then it's, mm -hmm. then it's about like dropping that personality. So I love that you say that you, I mean, when you said you like to talk about news and politics, I was like, Ooh, that's a, that's a fun topic <laughs> to talk about these days. <laughs> You know, I think I totally agree with you. I love that that quote, by the way, too. 
But the interesting thing about what you said, and I haven't really thought about this, is how much of our personality is projected onto us and then we just take it as if it is ours. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because obviously like, you know, kind of overnight being, um, you know, recognized. Yeah, um, like thrust into the limelight. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly it. Thrusted into it. There's a lot of people all over the place that put personality traits on me that couldn't be further from the truth. And again, mm. it's all because they watched maybe a maximum of two hours of mm-hmm. over the course of, I don't even know anymore, like what, 12 weeks total. Yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting how people project personality traits on you. And what's more interesting is do we actually take them on sometimes? Right. What do you think is the number one like misconception about you right now? If you had to like uh, I mean, pick one. I think anybody who... This is the one that bothers me the most. It doesn't even really bother me, but people think I gossip. And it's mm. like from the show, like I got labeled a gossip. Oh, yeah. You and did kind of get labeled that. I remember yeah. that. And I remember thinking like, I don't feel like, I feel like they all gossip. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like when we were filming the show, I I mean, I had a full-time job. Like I was a, I'm a marketing like executive for yeah. lack of a better word. So I wasn't talking to anyone from the show during the day and stuff. So when we would go film, I would literally just like be asking them questions to catch up yeah. and be like, so wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> so, so what happened minute, last you... week? So you yeah, did what? Because I... <laughs> exactly. And of course, like it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me, but it's like, there were things that were going on that, you know, you people would say sometimes Mike, sometimes off camera and it's just, it's editing. You get, mm. you can edit and add anything, remove anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, production funny. is wild. I like, I grew up, I grew up like dancing professionally and like, I, I, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. So in and out of the entertainment industry, I worked in, I worked in film, I worked in TV. And I think people who don't understand that world really do feel like everything being captured is like raw in the moment and like, just mm. like put to background music. And I think, it's, it's fascinating because whenever we watch that show at home, I'm always thinking like, I, I'm always the first one to be like, well, this is how the show wants you to feel about this person. But I'm actually wondering like, if that's real, like I'm always questioning that. And so I'm, I'm always wonder like, do other people question that as well? But most people probably are just like, well, he's the gossiper. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Am I I the gossiper? Hmm, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's the funny thing too, is like, I do ask hard questions. Like I challenge my friends to think differently. I challenge them to mm. think things through. And the thing that was weird about the whole show is like, I felt like people weren't really realizing that were like the main cast, like, Hey, this is, yes, this is a show. Yes. There's cameras everywhere, but you're going to get a real marriage license, a right. very real marriage license right. that if you say I do is going to be signed by the minister. And then you are legally married, married. And I yeah. didn't, I, and some of these things that people were doing and saying, I'm like, this is a, you know, this is, this is not going to work in a relationship and I'm no right. expert, but like right. I've had a lot of relationships right? and you, some of these things you just, you have to figure out yeah, before you, you get married. And so I yeah. just felt like people weren't really taking it seriously all the time. So I just kind of mm. would like ask questions to be like, Hey, have you thought of this before? Have you thought of that before? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So, this yeah, is so know. off topic. This is so off topic, but I think you'll laugh. We uh, sit at home and, you know, there's like a stigma with, 
lesbian women and they always say things like we like they u-haul and like lesbians fall in love very quickly and i was like you want to find out you want to have a show where everyone gets married and everyone gets engaged in three <laughs> like in the first episode you just have it be a show with all girls and like you just see how fast that show pops off they're all gonna not make it probably but like it'll happen real fast <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like but, the expedited edition. Oh, yeah. Like the abridged. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what do you think? Obviously, that's a lot, right? Like, obviously, anybody who's fo- who follows the show, anybody who follows you, follows your relationship, like, they know how it, they know how it's going. They know how it ended. They know all the things. Or at mm-hmm. least they think. They know what the, well, they know what the internet tells them, right? Of course. Correct. But what I, like, I'm not interested in, like, what's going on behind closed doors in your relationship because I've been through breakups and it's very personal. And so what I want to know is personally you, who were you before? Are you different now? And if so, how? So who I was before is the person that everybody can see and follow on social media, the person that you meet walking down the streets here in Chicago, or I still get to meet and make so many people's days. Like when people get excited to just take a picture or say, hi, like I, I get a lot of, um, you know, peace from that. I, I think mm-hmm. it's nice to just be able to make people smile, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I am a, a person who like, I, I started calling these like my values, like my value pillars, but like, I spent a lot of time in my teens and twenties trying to figure out like one, in some cases, what was wrong with me Two, like, why do I feel the way that I feel? Why, why am I insecure? Why am I so reactive? Why am I so irritable? Like all of these things to figure out that, Hey, like I was unsure of who I was and who I was putting out in the world. So you, when you feel insecure and unsure about who you are, like, that's what you put out in the world. So through therapy, through, you know, just doing my own self-reflection and understanding and, you know, reworking events and thinking about how I could have behaved differently. I've really come to this, this place where like, I'm like, you know, Nick, like do the right thing. Mm. You're a good person. Just do the right thing, Mm -hmm. have integrity and then be, be intentional. Right. Mm -hmm. And have good intentions. And so that's kind of who I am. Like Mm -hmm. I try to always put my best foot forward. I try to always do the right thing. I say like, I'm unapologetically myself because I I believe like I'm doing the best I can and I'm acting with integrity. So that that's kind of who I am. And I take that into work. I take that into friendships. I take that into relationships. uh, And I take that, you know, into, into my other work as well. So, Mm. um, you know, when you see on, on social media, um, you know, I just commented, on Trump entering the election again. Like, Oh, I saw that. I was like, Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) and, but that's the thing is like, I can talk to to anyone and I can talk about him entering and say both sides. Cause like, I understand. Yeah. And so that's, that's like something that I was texting with my friends about that day. So, Mm. you know, that's not just me trying to, you know, be a political commentator. Same with any, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I share a lot of my self-care stuff, a lot of my DIY stuff mm-hmm. um, on my Instagram because these are the this is what I do with my time. Like right. I talk about politics, I talk about ideas, I talk about mm-hmm. um, you know, what I'm doing to feel better that day, mm-hmm. or if I'm doing something specifically to feel better that day, or to mm-hmm. help myself or to better myself. Like that's just that's who I am, and that's kind of the the way that I like to carry myself. And you, you can see that through um, anytime you interact with me in real yeah. life or through digital channels. 
Yeah, I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like that is something, how you said, like, I can talk to anybody. Like, I'm the same way. And I don't know if, if this happens with you. I get, so, like, people close to me that, like, I have very, very dear friends on both sides of the political, religious aisles. Like, they mm-hmm. are, they're, they could not be more different. And like, I am equally as close with both sides. And people are always like, I don't understand. You know, the people on this side are like, I don't understand how you're friends with them. And then the people on this side are, I don't understand how you're friends with them. And I, I've gone through a lot growing up thinking like, am I crazy? Is, am I the crazy one? Because I just don't understand how we would possibly judge somebody based on like who they're voting for. Like, to me, who somebody votes for says nothing about like their character, says nothing about like, I don't know everything about, I don't know why they choose to do what they do, like, except Mm. that that's their choice. And also, I think this whole world of social media, which I'm sure you have a very uh, hot um, opinion on, given everything (laughs) that you've been through, but I feel like they the we shouldn't know everything that we do about people no and the fact that we do has made it so that everything is either this or it's that and if you're if you dare be a person who's willing to have conversation you know you're looked at as the crazy one when really i'm like i don't know if i'm the crazy one y'all like i feel like i'm the normal one <laughs> Well, I I agree with you. And this, it comes down to, and this was actually the inspiration for my podcast was, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all human beings. So like gentlemen or lady on the right or lady or gentleman on the left, take your views, your opinions, stop Mm -hmm. and realize just like on the left, they came from something in your life, Mm -hmm. who you are as a human Mm -hmm. being leads you to have these beliefs. Well, that person over here is the same Thing. different yeah. experiences, different interpretations, different perspectives. That's yeah. both sides yeah. to be in this, to be able to come to the center and say, Hey, left, right, religious, unreligious. When we're not hurting anybody we're we can have a safe space to have these conversations. I right. want to know where you're coming from and why you're coming from that position. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with that happened in, in 2016. Like, I remember talking about this with my friends. I'm like, you guys, Trump's going to win. Yeah. I'm telling you because like I grew up the way that the people are voting for him. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're voting for him is because the jobs are gone. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be some racists, like, of course. Yeah. But right. a lot of people were voting for him because their job was in China or in Mexico now. Right. And that right. happened to my family a lot growing up. Right. Yeah. Lost a lot of jobs. Oh yeah. So it's I mean Chicago, yeah, it, that's it's, like that's the that's like auto, right? That's like the auto industry, that's blue collar. That's like mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in Santa Monica. And so a lot of the people where I grew up are like, Oh, well, I don't understand that. And it's like, well, no, you wouldn't, because your dad was a producer and like worked in Hollywood. Like there's so a true. difference. There's a different way of living. And if you're not mm-hmm. willing, and like I moved to London when I was 20 and I lived there for a few years and then I lived in San Diego and like I moved all over the place and I just I just remember being from a very young age being like 
Like we, we all have different experiences. And even the experiences that we have that we think are the truth are really just like, that's just our uh, the color. Yeah, that's just our perception of the, you know what it is? Here's how I explain like the world. Like if you and I, remember that game we played as kids? How old are you? Are you in your 30s? 37. Just, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm 35. <laughs> so like we're, we're, in, we we're are going to understand this. So you know that game we always used to have to play where like you would flip up the like color pinwheel thing and then like you'd have to go underneath and it was like a parachute with all these different oh, colors. The yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Parachute, Every yeah. square is a different color. And so you'd go under it and it would land on you. And like, if I'm laying under, if I'm sitting under the blue square now, everything I perceive around me is kind of blue tinted. And blue. like my reality of it is blue. And I, in my brain, everybody else is having this same experience, but you're sitting under the red square or the yellow square mm. or the orange square. And you're th- perceiving that everything is kind of orange and, it, and also assuming that everybody's having that same experience. But at the end of the day, None of us are having that experience, nor are we actually having the experience that we think we're having because we're really just sitting underneath a blue and an orange square. Like that's the world. That's true. And that's, that's it. A very, you and very I, good way we're going to run for president. There we go. <laughs> Thompson McCleary, 2024. <laughs> Let's, hey, there is actually like a whole bunch of people that DM me wanting me to do that. Oh my gosh. That you know what job I would never want? You know, a job I would rather eat glass than have? That one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, okay. So tell me, tell me this. Like, have you found it hard over the last few years, given like how in the public eye you are, which were you in the public eye before at all? Like, had were you? Um, the only time I'd ever really been in the public eye was through work. So I would do like okay. speaking engagements. So it's it's totally okay. different experience. Totally different. Yeah, this is like on a national level. Like people. Yeah. Like yeah. So given You're everything global. you've been through, yeah, global. Yeah, you guys are global now. Yeah, it's crazy. So you guys, like, given everything you've been through and all of the like the exposure that you've had, have you found it hard? at all to stay true to those values, those like, what do you call them? Belief pillars? Is that what you called them? Value pillars. Yeah. Value, yeah. I call them my core values. You call them your value pillar, pillars. So like all of those things, integrity, like communication, being human, like all of those things, have you found it hard to stick to those at all? Like, was that ever shaken at any point in this process? Yeah. You know, they I get tested and shaken probably at least every day once I would say from a variety of different areas of my life, Mm-hmm. publicly, privately, and all of that. And the thing, the thing that is, is weird for me is like, I was very secure, very confident, very unapologetically myself, which mm-hmm. I said, and mm-hmm. going into this, I was just kind of like, I'm, I know who I am and I know I'm, you know, I've got my, my value pillars. I just need to stick to those. And if I stick to those, like, I'm not going to get manipulated by a production. I'm not going to, um, be shaken by confidence. If someone doesn't like me, like mm. I was fine. If I went home day two or three, I was fine. If I met the person that I wanted to marry, like I was fine, no matter what it was fine. And then after that, you know, you're, you're in one pressure cooker to another. So it's like going, being in the pods, leaving the pods. It's like, okay, am I going to get engaged? Are they going to like the way that I look? Am I going to like the way they look? Does right. that, is it going to matter? Like, do is you it going to matter? Matters? Yeah. 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 And then it's like, are we going to get married? And then it's like, well, when does the show come out? Like, how do we make this relationship work? Because, you know, all of a sudden it's just gone. 
And then it's the show's coming out, right? And then it's the, or first it's the cast is being announced. Then the show's coming out. Then it's coming out for three weeks. Then there's the reunion. And then there's after the altar. And it's like, and then that's coming out. So it's just, yeah, you guys had a whole, a year later, like they followed you guys for a long time. That, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. They, yeah. They, we, we did after the altar, like almost a year after, like 11 months after. So it's, yeah. So it's like you're in one pressure cooker and then you move to another one. That's a little bit bigger each time. Yeah. And, um, so throughout this process, like I found, especially after the show aired, Mm -hmm. there is pressure from every which direction to change. And it's not directly like Nick, you need to do this every time, but it is sometimes, or, you know, I got advice from, you know, our, our PR folks at the beginning, um, to not talk about politics because it was going to be, you know, and and so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay. And so the pressure, like, that's a, that's I talk about it every day. One of my hobbies is listening to podcasts and and independent media. Like I love it. I love talking about it. Yeah. And I was told not to talk about it anymore. And I'm like, okay, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt opportunities. I'm like, well, if it's going to hurt opportunities, like I don't, maybe those aren't the opportunities for me, you know? And, and right. secondly, <laughs> like I've told this story before too, like, you know, you get these brand partnership opportunities that come flying in because this show is, is pretty big. So you're yeah, huge, you know, you're, you're a hot commodity afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there would be nonstop media, um, nonstop opportunities. And I'm, you know, some of these opportunities that were coming towards me from like brand partnerships and stuff are products I would never use or, right. Or things that I would never support or buy in my real life. But the pressure to sit there and talk about said brand is there because you can make five, 10, $20,000 just to have a couple posts about it. Right. And so it's like, there's financial gains there, but then it's like, do you kind of sell out your belief system to make that money? Yeah. And I, the pressure was there, right? Mm-hmm. All of that. And then, you know, so there's pressure to change what I think, how I feel, what I talk about. There's pressure to um, sling product ads on your social yeah. media. And, you know, to be clear, like, I'm not against that. I don't, anyone who does it, like to each their own, that's, you know, that's your right. your value system that you you implement and that's fine. Right. Um, but for me, it was like, gosh, I'm I'm leaving money on the table. I'm maybe hurting my opportunities in other areas because of the things that I talk about and the things that I care about. And, Mm. um, you know, so it's like the pressure is coming from there. And then you see, you know, other castmates like leaving their jobs and just taking, you know, all of these, these opportunities. And so there's pressure, like when are you quitting your job? And then there's pressure from, you know, friends and family to do other opportunities and all of this stuff. And so the pressure is just coming from a lot of different directions and a lot of different forums and staying true to myself meant leaving money on the table. It meant, you know, leaving different opportunities out there that, you know, may or may not present themselves again. But at the end of the day, like, I know that I'm doing what's best for me because when I step out of my character, which, you know, I, I didn't know what it was before and in, in my twenties and stuff. So I did it a lot. Mm-hmm. When I step out of my character, like I'm uncomfortable, I get depressed. I feel gross. Um, you know, there's times where even now I'll slip up and I'll like say something that like, ah, I 
probably wish I would have thought that through. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's just kind of the pressure though. It's everywhere. It's, mm-hmm. Do talk about this. Don't talk about this. Do take this. Don't take that. Like it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, and if you're a person who does stick to their values and does not bend for, you know, even Netflix, even somebody as big and bad as Netflix, right? Like it, then you, you're kind of looked at as like the black sheep a little bit, I bet. And like, that was, you were, when you were talking about that, it reminded me so much, like when I was working in television and I was, you know, dancing and I, I went to school for theater. I got a master's in acting. I was like, I wanted to be an actor. Like, and then you find yourself like getting auditions for Tide commercials. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Tide. I would never wash my clothes in Tide. Like I just, (laughs) it's never going to happen. Like I, you know, or you're being asked to like, you're getting these auditions for like vape pens. I'm like, I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Like you think I'm going to, I'm going to go be on a, but you know, it's $30,000. I don't give a shit. And people just like, don't know what I don't, I don't, I feel like a lot of people don't know what to do with a person like that. They're kind of like, no, they don't. And oh. that's a lot of the stuff that people say to me on the internet are our fateful keyboard hate warriors. Mm, uh, or I, I actually have been calling them the online lynch mob now. Uh, but. <laughs> even better. They probably love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've come to realize, and I'm glad you said this, and this is just recently, I, I don't think people know what to do with someone who's authentic, like, and has these like core values. Like, so wait, you didn't just want to go on that show to get famous? Weird. That's, I that's literally actually am probably, not who you are. Weird. Uh, 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 and then every and then you see people melt down because now they don't know what to do with you. That's exactly it. And a lot of people that are like, oh, Nick's hiding something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not hiding anything. It's, I'm actually just like this. I'm quirky. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I love scary movies. So I, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I dress up as Michael Myers for Halloween. Like, I'm I make a lot of my own stuff. And now I'm just sharing it on social. Like I just am this way. I'm a little quirky. I'm no matter where you meet me and what form you meet me, like I'm going to be the same. That's just who I am. And I don't think people know what to do with that. They do think, oh, you went on to be famous or the funny one that I get is like, people are like, oh, he went on to, to, you know, make money on this podcast. And it's like, there's no money in podcasting. I spend money. Not yet. Yeah. Everyone thinks that. I mean, it took me took me like a year of my show before it ever made money. And I still pay my producer every month. So like, it's going to be a long time before it's like turned the other way. Like people, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like spending money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but you know what though? That's the assumption, right? Like that's the assumption piece that everybody feels like everybody feels like you have to be a certain way in order to like have a certain experience. And at the end of the day, I think you just nailed it. Like, yes, staying true to yourself. And this is something I talk about on this show all the time. Like staying true to you is not going to be the easiest option in the, in the immediate, I think long-term bending your core values, departing from what you stand for, not being clear with what you stand for or who you stand for, right? Like 
that eventually is going to hurt you more long term. But in the immediate, it seems like the easier option to bend, right? To bend, to pivot, to just, oh, well, like, whatever, I'll just do it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, then all of a sudden, a lot of those like, oh, well, it's not a big deals turn into like every single time. And then all of a sudden you look back and you don't even know who you are anymore because you've let the machine kind of mold you into who you are. So I think you, you really bring up a good point. And I, I know there's so like, I, I, I know you out there. I, I know who listens to this show and like y- y'all message me all the time and you say like, I don't know how you stay. So you like, cause that's the thing about me and probably like I have a, I have a coaching business. I'm, I'm an entrepreneurship coach. And like the thing, the thing, I think the reason why my business does so well is not because like I'm some revolutionary coach that like says things that nobody else says. It's because whether you listen to my podcast, whether you follow me on social media, whether you meet me in real life, whether I'm, you know, I, I teach at SoulCycle part-time, some, you know, every once in a while, like w- no matter where we interact, you're getting the same Danielle. Like I'm, I am me, I am me, I am me, I am me, and I'm not bending mm-hmm. that for anyone. But I love that. It's hard though. It's hard. It's so hard. I, I mean, I had to, I have had plenty of conversations with friends and family the last few months where they're telling me, like, basically, basically asking me to break my character. And I'm not, I haven't done it. And I, and believe me, the temptation's there, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you, you can't. Cause once you do that, you do lose yourself. And if you lose yourself, it's hard to get yourself mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work and a lot of times you have to start over and it's hard. And to me, long-term, I think you're right. Long-term it pays off having integrity in the moment or having, you know, putting your values first mm-hmm. in the moment. It's very difficult. It's not easy. And no. um, I'm glad to hear that you're so confident in doing it too. Cause I don't even think a lot of people understand what their core values are. I don't even think they have them. They don't know yeah. how. Yeah. How did you figure out what yours were? Like, like what were some of the things you did to like really solidify like, Oh, this is actually what I stand for. Yeah. You know, it, it was really in like the mid 2010s where I was just, I was feeling lost career wise. I was lost self wise. I was lost relationship wise. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know anything really. I don't have anything figured out. And it was around like 30, 30 years old that I was like, okay, what, what are the things that I need to get control of internally so that I can figure it out and figure out like what I want to do and who I want to be so that it is consistent and that I can sleep at night mm-hmm. um, and not have this. It, it's really inner peace, right? Like I didn't have yeah. inner peace. I didn't, I was, you know, frustrated with all those things I mentioned. And so what I really started to do is first I, I did start therapy, um, which is, I still see her to this day. Um, so, you know, that was a big foundation of figuring out like, you know, what, what are the relationships in my life? What are the good ones? What are the ones that I need to put boundaries on? What are the ones I need to change? Um, and at the core, like I figured out that the most important thing to me is basically like doing the golden rule, right? Like do unto others as you would have them do unto me. Mm-hmm. And so I started with that because I always thought about that, you know, in my mind, like, don't do something you wouldn't want done to yourself. And so I figured out like that, what that really is, is like just doing the right thing. 
And so if I tell myself, I'm going to just do the right thing or do what I think is best. And I'm going to always just try the best that I can, how, and I'm going to have the best intentions. Like I'm never going to go any, anything with bad intentions. I'm not going to hold grudges because I used to hold grudges and want to get revenge and get back at people. And, um, so I just really figured out like basically through listing these things and writing them down as I would think about them. And I'm a writer. I like to write. So it's, it comes easy to let these things flow. And I, I just honed in and realized like of these, you know, let's say 50 things that I've written down, the ones that are most important and the ones that are most duplicatable, I think that's mm -hmm. how you say that word, um, yeah. are just doing the right thing, having integrity and, and like staying true to myself, be intentional. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I fall back on that and there's slip ups. It's not, I'm yeah, not perfect, of course. but yeah. But it's like, if someone says something bad about me on the internet or talks behind my back or, you know, misspeaks, like I, you know, take a minute and I'm like, okay, this is not true. This, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Act and respond with this, mm -hmm. be intentional, be intentional, do the right thing. And mm -hmm. so it took me a long time. Um, I'm it's still a work in progress, but I just figured out that like, if I stay true to myself, I don't, I have a lot less regret. I have a lot less resentment. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really hold grudges anymore. I don't resent people. I, I kind of, um, you know, take the approach of, I can only control how I react and how I do things. And I'm going to do that with integrity. Mm -hmm. And I think I always just assume that people have like, uh, one thing I always say to myself, like if, if I feel like somebody is again, like talking shit or like saying something that mm -hmm. isn't true. I'm always like, okay, I do. I really do believe that every single person is doing the best they can with the resources they have. And so resources are different. Like we talked about at the beginning, like you could be from here and have different resources than somebody who lives over here. And that's not good, bad. It's just different. And circumstances. Yeah. And like the whole grudge thing, like same, I used to hold so many grudges, like, mm. For what? Like all it did it's a was hurt waste me. Waste of energy. Yeah. It hurt me. I like forgive like radical forgiveness isn't for the people who have wronged you. It's for yourself. It's for yourself mm -hmm. so that you can stay true to who you are and you can stay in your genius. That's ultimately what forgiveness is. It's like it's not for the other person. It's for you. <laughs> I think so many people miss that. Yeah, you're you're completely right and it's so you can move on. Yeah. And by the way, forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. No. You can forgive someone who has wronged you and you don't ever have to speak to them again. Right. That's the beauty of boundaries. And that's a boundary. Yeah, exactly. We love it. With I, will, a I will say B. like, <laughs> spell the whole thing in capital. The thing with boundaries is I used to also give a lot to my friends and family, but oh, same. sometimes you, you need to stop and think of it as them taking and mm -hmm. that's, that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also mm -hmm. have to take care of yourself because you don't take care mm -hmm. of yourself. No one else is going to, mm -hmm. and putting up a boundary and saying, Hey, like it is not okay to do X or if you continue to do Y I'm going to do X. Like yep. that's personal protection yeah. and personal, I forgot, lost the word I was going to look for preservation. It's yeah. personal preservation. And yeah. that's what you have to do so that when you do give to others, you still have enough within yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Well, we live in a, we live in a society that conditions us. I mean, and you grew up in the Catholic church. So like you were conditioned <laughs> from a very young age, like do more for others than you ever do for yourself. And actually doing for yourself is, 
it's selfish and it's wrong and it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. not okay. One thing that I've come to realize is that actually being selfish is the most selfless thing you can do mm-hmm. is like, if you're selfish with your time and you're selfish with your energy, then that's actually the most selfless thing you can do because what you're doing is you're staying in your genius. And if you stay in your genius, then you actually get to do what you came here to do. And it's, I think that that's a really hard switch. And I think a lot of like, I I mean, the whole thing with like being selfish and like, you know, giving too much or being expected to give too much. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that we have to like redefine selfishness because people will say things like, oh, well, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. And I'm like, well, no, actually, like if you look it up in the dictionary, like that's actually the definition definition. of selfish. (laughs) But I think what we need to do is we need to, we need to reframe what selfish actually is because all selfishness is, I mean, that's the biggest threat, right? To this thing that you and I have been talking about of like, everybody has to have a place and a boundary and a thing and this. And like, if you're not this and you don't fit into this box that I put you in because I would be more comfortable if you stayed there, then like, then all hell's going to break loose. And it's like the biggest threat to that is selfishness, is uniqueness, is doing what you need to do to preserve yourself so that you can be the best you can for other people. And so I, that's like one of the the things I say most of the time is like, actually being selfish is the most selfless thing you can do. And you know, people don't like that, but Oh, well, no, it, it is. It's and my I think show. It's, it's, I can say what I want, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. That's the thing. It's, it, it it's because of the con- negative connotation that the word selfish has. Yep. That, yep. and why does it have that? Yeah. Cause it's, cause yeah. I, you know, I, I use this a lot cause I saw it on a meme, but if your glass isn't full of water, you can't give water to anybody else. hundred percent. So th- that goes exactly with what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's what we're expected to do is just like, instead of filling up our cup and letting it like overflow into other people's mm-hmm. cup, what we're expected to do is constantly like, this goes back to like, changing your values or like bending or compromising what you stand for, pouring out little by little by little to everybody around you who needs it. But then you're just going to have an empty cup. So instead, why don't we just continue to fill up our own cup so that all of the overflow gets to spill into everyone else's? Like that seems like a more abundant life to me. That sounds more fun, you know, and if it's not fun, I don't want it. Um, that makes sense. Like if it's not bring if it's like if it's not a full body yes, like it's a no. <laughs> it's yeah. a no. Um <laughs> okay, so you're obviously you're doing a podcast. You obviously like your DIY stuff. By the way, like you making your own toothpaste, I thought was brilliant. We also make our own toothpaste. So Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. What do you how do you make it? Uh, like this pretty much the exact same ingredients you do. Like we use different essential oils, but yeah, I mean pretty much the exact same way that you do with like just around the house stuff. And it works. It works really, really well. It wor- I've been doing it forever. And yeah. it's funny because even a couple dentists have been like, oh, that's not, I'm like, well, listen, every time I go to the dentist, they tell me to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. And by the or way, you're I like, suck at flossing. Right. You're like, I got no <laughs> cavities, bitch. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, okay. So you're doing all this, you're making, you're doing this podcast, by the way, like you're, I've listened to a couple episodes, like at the end, I want you to plug oh, it. Everybody, you. you guys need to go like everyone who listens to this, go listen to Nick's podcast. Cause like you, like you're right. You, you bring on guests that are thought provoking. It's very thought provoking material. And that's, I mean, everybody on my, everybody who listens to the show, that's what they come for is thought provoking stuff. So go listen yeah, to I Nick's like show. To, I like to learn and think and if I'm going to have this conversation, I might as well have it recorded so other people can learn and think too. 
hundred percent. You know, yeah. it's, I'm sure you yeah. do the same thing. And you're, and you, you do your DIY stuff, but like what else? Like, I think, I think one of the the best things to come from obviously like a whirlwind adventure that you've been on and, you know, like being dragged through the mud, not being dragged through the mud, like being put in all these different pressure cookers. There's a lot of opportunity for lesson that comes out of that. And obviously you've had to leave a lot of money on the table to stay true to yourself. And you've had to like pass up opportunities to stay true to yourself. But ultimately, is it worth it? And B, like, what do you create from that? Like, what's like, what's going to come of that? Do you think? Yeah. So I think, um, is it worth it? That's such a hard question people ask all the time, or would you do it again? What Mm -hmm. I think is it's all TBD, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is a very, a switch is flipped and your life changes. It's really nothing you can prepare for. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how much therapy I've done or how many, (laughs) I mean, it it really doesn't. And let me tell you, you're like week two on the show. You're like, it's not working. It, we did talk uh, two, three times a week sometimes while filming just sure. because you're trying to, I'm a slow processor in okay. some instances where like, I like to think things through before responding or reacting. And so, oh, so getting on a show and getting engaged within a week was o- the obvious choice. <laughs> that was the obvious right. choice. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's, it's, it kind of sucks talking about it now, but like, that was so easy. That was the easiest part. Yeah. The easiest part was, was that. Yeah. It was, you know, what you see, it was really mostly um, in the pods. Like that was really how easy it was. It was like day well, two or three. To, and Right. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, right? Like if you remove, that's why I say this show is brilliant because if you remove all of those constructs, mm-hmm. all of those expectations, all of the things that the pressure cookers and like the way that the society, yes, the, the personality that society puts and you get to truly just be like, yeah, like it's brilliant. It really, really is brilliant. So yeah, I, I completely agree. There were times in the, the pod, actually throughout the whole thing, all the way up until like after where mm-hmm. people were, people from the show, like cast would be like, are you nervous? Like proposal day. Are you nervous? I'm like, no. Do you know why? Because I know she's going to say yes. Right. Do you know how I know she's going to say yes? Because we've already talked about it because right. we were just being true. Like we weren't playing games right? or, or, you know, figuring out, you know, how right. to get to the next step. Right. And same with like people not and people in my life being like, are you worried about your edit? No, because there's nothing that I did that I regret because I don't really do things that I regret very often Right. um, because I think them through and I make sure that I'm, you know, unapologetically myself. Right. So if there's a bad edit to be had, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, we we, we detoured. Now we're going to come back to the, come back to the train. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think, is it worth it? TBD. Um, it's it's what you do with it, right? And so mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do um, is foster this community of talking about complicated subjects, complicated matters that divide us and then uncovering that onion and realizing that at the core is a human being in every single one of us. doesn't mm-hmm. mean we have to agree on everything. I disagree with a lot of people on a lot of things. And guess what? I still value them as a friend, family member, functioning human being is it's a part of our society. Okay. So I, I want to use my platform for that because that's how I think. 
that's how I am in my normal life. It's how I am with friends and family. And so I think if I can, um, you know, create that space and help some people feel better, help some people find peace, help some people talk to someone that maybe they're having trouble talking to about politics or sharing something about mental health or sharing something mm-hmm. about overall wellness or, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, um, health and fitness stuff in general that we talk about on the, yeah. the podcast and in other areas of my life, it's all worth it. If there's one person that takes something away from any type of interaction with me, whether it's a post, whether it's in real life, whether it's on a podcast or listening to this, then it's worth it because I think mm-hmm. we all just need to help one another and realize we're all in this together. I could not agree more. I wish I, I, and I, I like, I used to say, I'm trying to stop saying this because I used to be like, I wish more people felt this way, but I really do feel like there are a lot more people out there that do feel this way that just mm-hmm. don't feel safe enough to admit that they feel this way. And mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe you going on this show and like obviously getting a whole lot of exposure and like, you know, your network grew, I'm assuming exponentially over the last couple of years, like you've give it's given you the opportunity to speak to more people. It's given you the opportunity to reach more people. And like, sure, will that trigger the hell out of some people? Yeah. But like, they're not, that's not your people, right? Like you're here, you're here for a reason and the right people are always going to listen, right? Like I, I have this saying, it's like, and I think it's probably not my saying because I've heard it from somewhere, but like, if it's a God <laughs> shot, it doesn't miss, right? Like what's meant for you right. is coming regardless. So, you know, I think, I think it's awesome. I mean, obviously what you've been through is not awesome. And like that, there's obviously heartbreak and there's all these things that you've, you know, you've had to go through in order to get to where you stand today. And there's a really beautiful, uh, kind of lesson that comes from that and opportunity to really, you know, to serve and to, to change some minds or to at least expand some thinking, which I really do believe that's where we're headed as a collective anyway, right? Is we're not that or destruction. We're not here to stay like, Oh, this is your box. This is your box. This is your box. It's, this is like a big, like, it's kind of off topic, but this is kind of something that Like I was married to a man and I got married when I was 20 and then I met my son's dad. We fell madly in love and then him and I ended up not staying together and like I had dated women and then I met, well, not met, but my fiance and I were best friends and then she and I just like fell in love after my son's dad and I broke up and the amount of people that were like, oh, so she's, oh, that's it. She's gay now. And I'm like, I don't, mm, I I just, I've never needed a box. I've never needed a label. Like, I'm like, I like people and I fall in love with people and I fall in love with souls. And so I don't need if it, I guess if it feels more comfortable for you to put me in that box, like have at it. But, you know, like I, I don't, I don't identify with that necessarily. And there's a lot of things that like, I mean, even when it comes to like pronouns, like I don't, I don't identify, I don't need you to know my, if you want me to know your absolutely, like I respect that and I'll take them. And like, but I just think that the farther, the, the farther we, the the more we try to push, like everybody has a box, the more destructive it gets. And, you know, it's like if we're all running a race and there's a finish line and that finish line is 
collective, you know, ascension or like being able to expand your thinking or if the goal is to progress or if the goal is to evolve, whatever the goal is that we're all that we're all trying to hit. If we're all running a race, you could sprint. I could jog. This guy over here could hop on one leg. And like, ideally, all of that's okay because we're all moving forward. And I think where we've come as a society and what's gotten really distracting is like you have the guy on one leg yelling at everybody saying that that is the only way to get there. And then you have the guy that's sprinting yelling that that is the only way to get there. And then you have people in the middle like just looking right to left being like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. But right. all that's doing is distracting. And now we're not moving forward. So like and now, that's, we're, now we've stopped and we're screaming at each other. Right. And that's not yeah. that's not productive. That's not progressive. That's not that's defeating the purpose of, I think, what we all want. Like we all like I don't know anybody who doesn't want to understand people better. I don't know anybody who doesn't want love and security and like happiness and safety. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't want those things. Well, that's what I always say when I talk to people that, you know, to your point earlier about politics and homelessness or something like that, it's like, hey, like we all want the same things. Let's start there. We all want food. We all want to take care of our families. Mm -hmm. We all want a place to live and we mm -hmm. all want to take a vacation every once in a while. Like mm -hmm. we all want these things. So instead of screaming at each other, um, you know, and I had, uh, someone on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and he said, like, you know, if you stop and think, Hey, you know, you're doing brunch in the city and watching, you know, football in the city. And then there's someone in the suburbs who's drinking a beer, watching football, but Hey, you're both watching football. You just like to do it in a different setting. Like right. why, why is this person talking bad about that person? That person talking bad about this person. You just, it's okay. Like to just right. have nuance, to do different right. things, to right. If, but we all, at the end what of the works day, in one community, right? Exactly. And like what works in one community may not work in another community. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I just think too, I'm like the amount of time. And obviously I'm a, I'm a coach. So I see this from like a bird's eye <laughs> perspective where I'm like the amount of time y'all waste trying to figure out what that guy's doing. And then you're wondering why your business and your life isn't successful or like why you can't meet the person for you or why you can't grow your business. Yeah. Like it's because you are literally draining your life force energy, worrying so much about what other people are doing. Like that is that that drains your life force energy. And if yes. you're drained, you cannot build something. You can't. It's impossible. It is impossible. And that's that's another thing I think, you know, and I'm guilty too. So I'm again, I not always practicing what I preach here, but if you're spending your time worrying about other people and what other people are doing, you're not doing it right. Like you're not, you're not setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I like to think about is you end up doing that a lot based on the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And I know this is, you know, not my quote either, but I always say like, I would like to be surrounded by people who want to talk about ideas, not other people. And I think that yeah. when you sit around and you talk about other people, that's what you think about when you're in your own time too. When yeah. I'm around and I'm talking to people about ideas or stuff, you know, like I do on the podcast or like we're talking about here, mm -hmm. like I'm going to leave here and think about that. Right. And that's going to lead me to think something I can do better or something I've learned or something yes. I can share. Yeah. And that's the difference in my opinion of people who, who are centered and have their inner peace versus the people who are out there unsure who they are and worried about being like everybody else. 
or well, and that's else. the reason why we uh, why we outsource our energy onto others and what they're doing and trying to get them to see us and understand us because we're not comfortable with ourselves. And I've been there. I've been so uncomfortable with myself or like so like just irritable or like not feeling like I'm enough or worthy. And so I'm constantly picking at everything else or, or everyone around me or I'm trying to get other people to see it from my perspective. And I've I've actually like the more that I've really grounded down and really just fallen in love with who I am and what I stand for, I am a little I'm more polarizing because I I I'm. I'm, I can have any, like you said, I can have a conversation with anyone. You're unapologetically yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I can have a conversation with anyone and like, you're probably not going to change my mind. Like maybe a little, like I like to learn and I like to expand my thinking, but like, I know who I am. And like, at the end of the day, that's not going to change no matter who I'm friends with. And the more that I've done that, like, I feel like the more polarizing you become, actually the more inclusive you become, because then mm-hmm. it's like, you just make room for other people because you're you so cast a broad good. net. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I just think I, think I, I just so think right that, that. Mm, these conversations need to be happening like on every show all the time because we're not like <laughs> Danielle McCleary Can't and Nick Thompson ones. are not the only ones <laughs> thinking about this. Like as much as I, I like to pretend that I trend set everything, I don't. <laughs> and like, well, you know, it's I always I've been saying this a lot. I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but I'm like I'm not really and like. People ask me for relationship advice. They ask me for like self-care advice, all this. I'm like, I can tell you what I do that works for me. And I can tell you like the structure that I put in place. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But like, it's like, I'm not an expert in any of Mm -mm. this. I'm just Mm -mm. sharing what I learn along the way. Well, it's because you have your personal experiences, which is what people ultimately want to know is like, do you know your human design, by the way? Have you ever looked up your human design? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast episode for a whole other day. But <laughs> there's a thing. It's called human design. I would be so curious to know what yours is because it's kind of like helps you like figure out like how you're meant to function and like how you're meant to be productive. It's kind of like falls in line with like astrology, but like also a little bit of Enneagram quantum physics type thinking. So it pulls from both sides. It's it's just really fascinating to to learn that about yourself. But yeah, I think I think like Ultimately, people follow people who have experiences because of their experiences, not because of their knowledge. You know, it's like I, the people, you know, the people that I really relate to the most are the, are not the people that necessarily know the most, but they're the people that have experienced enough and have stayed true to who they are through those experiences. So Mm -hmm. in that light, I absolutely commend you because (laughs) what you've what like what you've been through just in general like as a human going from like being you know a normal person to all of a sudden the the world's eyes are on you that's a huge that's a huge uh culture shock that's a huge mind fuck and you know you seem like through through a screen you seem like you're uh you know you're you're doing you're doing the things and you're learning the things and you're you're sharing as you go which isn't easy and it's also really commendable. So I really do commend you for that. Well, I appreciate that. And um, even from our our brief email exchange last week, I was like, oh, this is my people. <laughs> so funny I, how that I works. feel the same way. Yeah. Isn't it funny? But you yeah, you know, the exa- you're exactly right. I think that, um, you know, everyone can learn something from somebody else, but um, it's also your duty as a functioning member of society and as a human being 
I think, to share your experiences and learnings, because if someone else sees you doing it and can relate to it, they're going to do it. And that's how we all learn and help one another. Yeah. Well, tell us how we can find you. I mean, obviously you have Instagram, but tell us about your show. Tell us about all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find me on Instagram. It's nthompson513. Um, You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And on YouTube, it's called Conversations with Nick Thompson. We talk about um, mental health stigmas, um, overall health and wellness, news and politics. Anything you think of that may have a stigma or divide people with is open to be a topic on that show. So I hope you check it out. Um, We have all sorts of different types of experts and I don't even know if they're all experts, but people with different experiences sharing that and building human connection. Mm, I love it. Yeah, it's a great show. I've I've listened to a couple episodes and I I'm, appreciate that. I think it's it's thought provoking and it you know makes me think. And I if I if I'm thinking, then I'm I'm growing. So um, I appreciate, appreciate you, and I I have a feeling this is probably not the last time that we're going to talk. We'll probably I feel like I this not. is <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation that we could probably like expand on quarterly. You know, like how we doing? Like, I know, let's right? Evolve. Let's do a quarterly check in. Let's do a quarterly <laughs> check in. How are you doing? Um, but thank you for just like g- time is such a gift, and the fact that you've given me an hour of yours and all of us who listen to this show an hour of your time is just so so valuable and precious. And I just Absolutely. can't thank you enough. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was a pleasure. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. I am so excited to be a guest on Nick's show soon. Who knows what we're going to talk about. There's so many things that we could talk about. Um, what an incredible guy, what an incredible soul. And I just really, I just really enjoyed that conversation. It just really lit me up the way that we were able to just be so candid about things that a lot of people don't talk about. So Um, Share this episode with somebody who needs it. Um, Obviously, if you're a fan of that show, share it out. You know, like that. uh, It's always fun to interview people like that. So make sure that you uh, share this out to somebody who needs it. If you want to come hang out with me on Instagram, I am Danielle underscore on the daily. You can find Nick Thompson's Instagram if you click on the link in our show notes. Or you can go click the link in our show notes to find his podcast as well. And I hope that you have a beautiful week ahead of you. I love you. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Bye.